Again, I'm going to share this. I think I already have, but I'm going to share it once more so you can find this article for yourself. So you share it with friends. And this will be at facebook.com slash weekly rev. My voice is running out. <laughs> it's just about 2 p.m. I'm going to end up on, close on a song. And um, oh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, Women's Magazine will be most likely a repeat today, but at 3 p.m. there'll be a brand new episode of... Um, the Common Thread Collective. And here's another song that was recommended called Fall Awake. So um, here it is. Thanks again for listening. Also, if you want to support um, the Weekly Review, go to patreon.com <coughs> slash weekly rev. Um, we're looking for donations. Even a dollar a month would be super helpful. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week and be nice to everyone. And we'll be back next week. Fat cows are grazing My eyes are glazing How can you see straight With all the lies I'm too young, you think you're old But why don't you just hold me cold I don't like it when you talk about yourself like that Change is the way that I feel There'll be no bad dreams When you're lying next to me I don't care about the rules We only answer to ourselves
Hello, everybody, and welcome to Women's Magazine. Uh, this is Roman. Uh, that will be in for Common Thread Collective coming up at 3 p.m. That was just Kate Bush with Running Up That Hill. And now we're going to hear last week's episode of Women's Magazine. So please do stay tuned. And um, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Mute Teenie Radio here. here in the Mission District. Um, please do uh, hold on as we get everything together here at Mutiny Radio. You can support Mutiny Radio by going to uh, there we go, mutinyradio.fm. So here again is last week's episode and starting off here. Um, thanks everyone for listening and that will be in at 3 p.m. <laughs> well thank you so much for for being here it's it's a little bit after two so oh really okay we so welcome to women's, to women's magazine, magazine. <laughs> with roman from the weekly review and i'm Hi. global val yay <laughs> so yeah right on well thanks for having me on roman anytime thanks for being here it's good to to hear what you're saying well i appreciate all of the the really hard things that you uh, bring to light on your show. Oh. Because I know, I mean, it's it's heavy stuff. Um, and, but it's, it's necessary to, to know, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta be at least aware. But also, like you said, kind of step back sometimes. Yeah. You know, you gotta take a break. You know, go get, thank goodness the rain and the fog came. Like, go take mm-hmm. some deep breaths, get some fresh air. Yeah. You know, sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> do, do something nice for yourself, right? Yeah, um, take care of yourself and, and be, you know, be sensitive to others because everyone else, every a lot of people are really having a, you know, Ner- like nerves are running high. That's very true. So, you know, again, if you want people to be patient with you, be patient with other people too. I, I like that. I think that's very true. Um, so there's a song I opened up the show with called women of the world and it's like, women of the, but okay. So I can play that while we uh, get set up for the next. Cool. Um, Thanks Roman. I love your show. Oh, I, I love your show, Val. Both of them. Yeah, this will just take a moment here. Uh, yeah, and Diamond Dave's coming back today from the com- for the Common Thread Collective Community Open Mic, music, poetry, activism, uh, vagabonding. So come on down at three o'clock. Ah, excellent. Have a great week, everybody.
Yeah, welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. That was a little crossover, a little intersectionality, we'll say, between uh, Roman's uh, weekly review, which is here every Friday from 12 to 2, and uh, Women's Magazine. So that was a song called Women of the World um, that was playing just at the just just before I came on the air. Happy Friday, everybody! It is. October 20th, 2017. And I went to the 15th anniversary of Code Pink, Women for Peace. We had it at the Women's Building uh, just a couple nights ago. It was very inspiring and uh, hoping that the the new movements and new campaigns that they're launching are going to grow real fast. I'll be talking a little bit more about that. And then in a couple weeks, hopefully we'll have uh, some of the representatives who are active members of Code Pink in here on Women's Magazine. Uh, but today I'll just give you a little summary of that. But uh, one of the things that Code Pink does, in addition to disrupting Senate hearings and uh, hanging signs and dressing in pink uh, in places where they get escorted out by security, um, and in addition to being citizen ambassadors, diplomats who go to various conflict zones around the world to try to build coalitions of peace. They also very much celebrate song. And so uh, one duo that um, writes a lot of, they actually wrote the Code Pink theme song. Um, they, they're, they're called Emma's Revolution. And uh, one of the songs that they sang the other night is called The Choir, because it, you know, at the Code Pink anniversary party, they said, well, of course, you know, here we're preaching to the choir, but the choir needs energy and needs inspiration. And so they wrote this song called Choir. And so I'm going to play that one for you to start off the show, because if you're listening to Women's Magazine, you're all about peace, right? <laughs>
Yeah, just want you to smile and inspire. You're listening to Women's Magazine, MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. That was Emma's Revolution. We're going to listen to more of their uh, inspiring music that makes you dance, makes you smile, maybe makes you cry a little bit. But we're going to be listening to more of them because they've been active in uh, the, the world of Code Pink. And Code Pink, man, you know, these women, <laughs> they're bold. Um, and they, they do a lot of amazing work. And basically, they, they formed 15 years ago uh, to try to prevent the Iraq War, as so many people from around the world came together back then to try to prevent going, in, going to war with Iraq on terrible grounds, um, which actually was false information. They did not have weapons of mass destruction, despite the uh, claims of the Pentagon and the White House and, hey, the New York Times. Um, So I I remember being part of the peace movement, the peace protest, the anti-war protest for 20 weeks uh, leading up to the invasion of Iraq. Uh, which happened in March of 2003. Um, But all throughout the end of 2002, uh, people were marching um, weekly down in Santa Barbara. I was at UC Santa Barbara at the time studying political science, of all things. I had just taken a class about terrorism uh, before 9-11 happened, and I had written my paper for the class on how domestic terrorism was a larger threat than international terrorism. And... um, and, uh, you know, I was pretty convinced of, of my own argument. And then 9-11 happened. And you know what? I'm still convinced of my own argument uh, because we see domestic terrorism throughout the United States, whether it's in the form of mass shootings or people trying to plant bombs in various places. Basically, the definition of terrorism is non-state actors, basically not a government, um, killing innocent people in order to make a statement and to um, you know gain gain some sort of... Mm, political recognition or just recognition for whatever their messed up cause is that leads them to kill innocent people. Um, So certainly at that time, uh, evidence was showing that domestic terrorism was certainly a higher risk than international terrorism coming to our shores. And then, you know, 9-11 happened and, uh, well, we know we can't believe everything that happened there. Um, not saying that that was, um, I'm not getting into that, but point being, um, after 9-11 happened and then, you know, within the month it was, we're going to go invade Afghanistan, you know, because Osama bin Laden is in Afghanistan. Well, Osama bin Laden was a Saudi in Afghanistan. Um, they had deep connections with the Bush family. Um, you know, so, so this whole war in Afghanistan started, um, and then, you know, not but a few months later, um, it was within within the year, and I I remember watching Larry King live, and I for the life of me I have no idea why I was watching Larry King live. Like I never used to watch that show at all. It just kind of was. I, I just happened to be watching it when it came on, and it was fucking Dick Cheney, oh. who was the va- vice president at the time. Um, you know, former CEO of Halliburton, uh, which is still making a ton of money off of war. Um. And I remember he pitched the Iraq war on Larry King Live. Um, he started stirring the pot about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And I remember sitting there watching it, and he didn't flat out say at that point, like, we want to invade. But I remember sitting there, and my jaw dropped, and I'm like, oh my God, they want to start a war. And sure enough, it was it was a, it was a launch, you know. It was we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and the whole world, like millions and millions of people around the country, around the world, said, "Don't do this. What the hell are you doing? Why are you going into Iraq?" You know, um, it was just a, a terrible, terrible time, and I think it really took the wind out of a lot of people's political activism because it, it just seemed so clear that it was a wrong thing to do, and so many people spoke up about it, and they did it anyway. So it was during that time that Code Pink formed, 15 years ago. Can you believe it? Um, You don't have to answer that question. (laughs) 
But um, Code Pink has been doing a lot of great work uh, since then. They have a new campaign that they are launching this weekend, October 21st and 22nd. And this is something that you can actually live stream on Saturday morning, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, if you're an early riser on the West Coast. But it'll also be recorded, too. They, their newest campaign is to divest from the war machine. So they're, they're operating on precedents that have been set before, such as the huge divestment uh, movement that led to the end of the apartheid regime in South Africa. And so tomorrow in Washington, D.C., they're ha holding a summit uh, with speakers and experts to come together so that they can try to expose who these companies are exactly, to make them household names for people, and to understand different and learn about and figure out different ways to divest from them. Take, you know, if you have a 401k, if you have any money in stocks, you know, often they're all like, you know, there's like a bunch of things, you know, um, I don't, I can't think of the word right now because I'm just talking off the top of my uh, head right now. <laughs> but if, if you have money in the stock market, you know what I'm talking about. Like you, you basically, you're in like a little like portfolio of things, right? So, um, you know, all, your money is, is kind of being played uh, on, by various companies that that can profit and gain and then you profit and gain and in in these I, I wish I knew the word for this um, you know they're often weapons manufacturers or or companies that maybe have a primary uh, product that is not weapons but then they also make weapons so um, it's this huge new campaign by code pink to divest from the war machine um, and maybe that means divesting from your banks. Maybe that means divesting from stocks that you hold. Um, but that's what they're launching. That's what they're exploring so that they can, you know, try to move our, our world forward. Because right now, weapons manufacturers are the biggest government contractors in the United States. They make the most money. Um, and their profits have tripled in the like in the past year and meanwhile you see what else is all happening in the world millions of people being displaced by war poverty human trafficking environmental degradation i mean it's it's an attempt to to rebalance and make some sense out of um you know what's been going on and and hopefully moving towards divestment um to take the profit out of these arms dealers and war makers so if you would like to watch the launch the campaign launch summit um via live stream you can go to codepink.org slash divest d-i-v-e-s-t um, codepink.org slash divest um, and yeah they're having the summit all weekend but the live stream is going to be Saturday morning so let me play you the Code Pink theme song essentially again written by Emma's Revolution a cool duet duo and uh, thanks Code Pink for being peaceful and badass at the same time You think they're foes? They're in business together. Daddy Bush knows the Carlisle Group since years before been raking in billions and itching for more. It's blood for oil. We know there's a link. They say code war. We say code pink. It's blood for oil. We know there's a link. They say code war. We say code pink. Code pink for freedom. was not Iraq, but Iran. They feed you lies, don't want you to think. They say code terror, we say code pink. They feed you lies, don't want you to think. They say code terror, we say code pink. Code pink, freedom.
the phones and the places we meet They curtail our speech, our movement, our rights But we won't give up Without a fight With the wave of the flag our liberty shrink They sickle fear We sickle pain With the wave of the flag our liberty shrink Right on. Code Pink, doing so much good work. I took some notes while I was there the other night, because that's what I do. So, um, Code Pink is doing a lot of other good work. Um, about twice a year, they go out to Creech Air Force Base in Nevada, which is a couple hours north of Las Vegas, and they have a vigil at the gate. Um, twice a day as the people who work there change shifts because uh, Creech Air Force Base in Nevada is one of the places where weaponized drones are launched from. Also here in California, Northern California, they go up to Beale Air Force Base in near Marysville and they do that every month. And that's where the Global Hawk drone, it's a big surveillance drone, is flown out of. And so um, if, if that's something that is uh, important to you and you want to be a part of this peace movement, uh, these very active members of Code Pink are 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 doing it so you know get in touch codepink.org has a lot of great resources and ways to connect with them and their work they also take they also do as i was mentioning earlier kind of uh citizen diplomat diplomatic trips around the world so um also on their website they have a travel travel with code pink section um a few years ago a couple of years back there was a delegation of women uh from code pink who uh, a couple men as well who went to pakistan um because uh, to protest drones and they got very 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 close to the region where most of the drones are dropped which is this mountainous region between afghanistan and pakistan um and uh as we know, under the Obama administration, a terrorist was redefined, or a uh, someone who is, um, how do they put it? Basically, any someone who could be targeted uh, by U.S. military um, basically just needs to be of fighting age. Um, and a male. So if you're, if you were a 18 year old male in that region and, uh, someone at Creech Air Force Base said, oh, that's an enemy combatant. Um, then U.S. military says that's fair. That's fair game. So, um, you know, and this is a region of the world where people actually do carry arms a lot, you know, which would be pretty freaky if that happened here. Um, but there's just been just a, such massive uh, death, destruction, harassment, 
of of people in the in this mountainous region between Afghanistan and Pakistan um, because of weaponized drones. And so, um, and Medea Benjamin, uh, who's a founder of Code Pink, wrote a book about drone warfare, uh, which I recommend, even though it's kind of hard to swallow. Um, you definitely need to take some breaks as you read about it. Um, but um, yeah, that all happened during the Obama administration. So, hey, nowhere to go but up. <laughs> and so the, the, the new the, the women from Code Pink went um, there to build coalition and, and to uh, bring the peace movement there to show them that not all Americans uh, stand behind the weaponized drone program and that there are some people like Code Pink who are actively trying to stop it. Um, you know, it's indiscriminate killing in most of the time. And, uh, and it's, it's terrorizing the people of the, uh, who who have to live with these giant planes roaring overhead um, that might you know deploy a weapon uh, explosives that you know kills you know blows up a school or you know kills a kills the villagers at a funeral um, it's 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 really really horrendous um, and when we don't talk about it enough about the the innocent lives, the casualties, um, they even, uh, you know, and, and, and pe people say, well, you know, there's an argument that's saying, well, drone warfare is fine because it keeps boots off the ground. Um, well, yeah, but you're killing innocent people on the ground because you don't know who you're killing. Uh, there was a claim <clears throat> that this one, you know, su suspect, uh, this high profile person that they were trying to kill with drones. Um, he was reported as having been killed by a drone. And then later, like a year later, he was reported to have been killed again. <laughs> I mean, if you can die twice, um, you know, then unicorns can come back and, and slide down the rainbow. And let's, let's go for that, huh? Let's, 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 let's go slide towards the positive here. So Code Pink doing a lot of great work. Um, and again, divest from the war machine happening this weekend. You can live stream it, codepink.org slash divest. Um, and uh, so this is, this is, um, Sorry, my, my computer screen just shut off. That's not good. I was going to read you a little bit about this movement, other than me stumbling through and trying to explain it to you as a non-expert voice in this field of what they're trying to do. But, you know, my computer just shut down. And that's community radio, folks. That's the common, <laughs> that's, that's mutiny radio. All right, here we go. It's back. It's nice that we have free speech here and um, nobody's telling us what to say. Here we go. Code Pink, in partnership with an array of peace and disarmament groups, is launching a divestment campaign to encourage universities, religious organizations, retirement funds, mutual funds, private investors, and other financial institutions in the United States to take action to reduce violent global conflicts and slow the hypermilitarization of our world by divesting from the U.S. war machine. Divestment from the war machine means divesting or removing invested assets from companies that derive their profits by supplying and profiting from U.S. military interventions, expansions, and the militarization of our streets. In other words, we're calling for the divestment from companies that make a killing on killing. Through this strategy, the plan is to uncover the uh, uncover and hold the military the hold that the military industrial complex has on our government and our foreign policy to spark a vital public debate questioning the role of weapons manufacturers and military contractors in perpetuating conflict around the globe to expose how our financial and educational institutions are supporting those companies to inspire the public and investors to pressure these institutions to divest to hold the arms industry accountable in political and financial spheres for the culpability in the death and displacement of millions of innocent people. I'll just say millions of people. Condemn our government and to condemn our government's prioritization of military spending and demand that diplomacy and aid, not militarism, be our country's response to global conflicts. 
The United States' preoccupation with expanding and protecting its military and economic interests has created a system which prioritizes, quote, defense over human rights, military spending over diplomacy and aid, preparing for combat over preventing wars, and profit over human life and the health of the planet. With this divestment campaign, we're calling for a radical rethinking of American priorities. Diluting the power of those who profit most from war making is the first step in building a transformed nation that stops spreading violence and death at home and abroad. A divestment campaign gives power to the public to dismantle the war economy and demand that our nation operate to uphold the right of every human being, both at home and abroad, to live in freedom and dignity, safe and free from poverty, danger, and despair. So tune in to the Code Pink Launch Summit this weekend, October 21st and 22nd, but tomorrow, Saturday morning, the 21st, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, codepink.org slash divest. Let me play a little more music from Emma's Revolution. You're listening to Women's Magazine. This show is all about love. You're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. And really, that's the one thing we've got to keep pumping around the world is love. Not militarized drones. That would be the complete opposite of love. Um, So again, thanks to Amazon Revolution for all this really cool music. They gave me a few of their CDs so I can play. So I'll be playing them uh, today and in the Fridays to come because Mutiny Radio is that cool that we get to be here on Friday afternoons, do what we do, spread the love, spread the word, spread the free speech, practice free speech, and um, yeah, open it up to other folks to, to, um, to do the same. If you would like to be a DJ at Mutiny Radio, 
you can. You should email our director, director at mutinyradio.fm, right here in the Mission District, 21st in Florida. And uh, you can get trained, and then uh, there's a, uh, quite a few open spots. So you have a two-hour show once a week. The dues are very reasonable. And uh, you can... Uh, be part of this really cool free speech community that supports local artists, activists, musicians, and uh, open our doors to um, well to all sorts of folks. You can also host a special event here if you wanted to have like a Saturday night party. We have two-hour slots on Saturday evenings from 8 to 10 p.m. where there'll be a DJ on site that will run the podcast. But you can uh, you can even run the door if you want to make money for your organization. And um, yeah, we, we, we're, we're happy to be here as a resource for, for you, for the community. If you want to have a birthday party, if you want to have a book release party, if you want to you know launch your new CD, uh, you can play live music, you can play your, your tracks, your CDs, whatever. You're, if you're still making vinyl, fuck yeah, come on down. Um, and uh, we want to be that place for you. And there's local art on the walls as well. It's a funky little space. We love it. Um, and if you want to just support us, come on down and um, check it out sometime. And drop a couple bucks in the donation jar. Or if you would really like to donate to us, there's a donation button on our website, mutinyradio.fm. That'll go directly into our coffers. Um, but if you actually are an, someone who wants to you know, really support our station and you'd like a tax write-off, we are supported by Media Alliance, which is our 501c3 sponsor. And any donations made through Media Alliance on behalf of Mutiny Radio, or even maybe your favorite show, maybe Women's Magazine, maybe the Common Thread Collective, um, will also come to help us um, maintain our space, keep the lights on, etc. So I want to thank you for joining me today here on Women's Magazine. It's been kind of a heavy week in the world, um, in our country, in our in our cultural, in the, the kind of constantly shifting cultural landscape of um, of the now. You know, I kind of have been more reflective than active in this Me Too uh, campaign. This, um, you know, after Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein being accused of all these sexual uh, predatory behaviors, uh, I'm not going to get into the details of it, um, but exposing uh, exposing just the the complicity of of society and um, surrounding privileged men and their you know, nasty ways of of treating women, um, and so on social media, uh, people have been posting the message or the hashtag me too to say that they too have been sexually harassed or sexually assaulted. And I think I've read more sexual assault stories in the past week than I probably ever have. Um, and it's, it's, it's been a really heavy week for a lot of people. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to talk about those things. If something traumatic has happened to you, and, you know, a lot of times people are taught, women are taught, men are taught to, to not talk about it, um, that nothing can be done afterwards. But people truly, you know, suffer a lot from uh, traumatic experiences, assaults, of course, rape, um, and, and even just, you know, comments and, and harassment on the streets. Um, and so... You know, for the sad to say, uh, I'm not surprised by the number of people who are willing to share this Me Too. Um, I, as a woman, I fully understand that uh, sexual harassment, um, catcalling, um, sexual assault, attempted rape, rape uh, happens. Um, you know, I've I've had to defend myself. I've had to defend my friends. Um, 
I've had to verbally put people in their place. Can you imagine that? I bet you can. Um, you know, and, and I rem- <laughs> I've put some of my male friends into um, what they felt to be compromising situations because I yelled back at people who have, you know, touched me inappropriately. And then they're like, Oh no, please don't like yell at those guys. They're bigger than us. That happened one time down in Tijuana when I was in college. It was kind of funny. These gangsters walked by and like grabbed my ass. And I was like, don't you fucking touch me, motherfucker. You know? (laughs) And my friends who were with me are all like kind of little guys. And they're like, Oh, please, please don't tell them. Please don't talk to them. I'm like, you know what? No, they're not going to touch me. I'm going to tell them, sorry guys, you don't have to defend me. I can defend myself. So, you know, I don't know. Um, everybody operates differently. And that was a younger, that was a younger global Val, <laughs> a, a little more feisty and with her words and, um, willingness to be combative with folks. Um, but, 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 but point being, um, I am not surprised by the number of people who are saying me too. Um, However, what I find really interesting is the reaction of men to this uh, reality. You know, people saying, oh my God, I can't believe how many women I know who are saying this. I can't, like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh my God, it's terrible. It's like, yeah, it is terrible. And, 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 and there's reactions on both sides. There's people, there's men who are reacting and saying like, oh, whatever, it's no big deal. Like, get over it. Who cares? Like, it's done, you, you know? Uh, and then, and, but then there's other people who are, other men who are totally going the, going the distance and, and the extra mile to try to see how embedded um, sexual predatory behavior, uh, catcalling, uh, harassment uh, goes, and I've seen a lot of people, um, men, really exploring and um, feeling the reality and and trying to figure out how to move forward, how to change the culture, uh, how to hold themselves and each other accountable when uh, there's you know any sort of you know bad mouthing or cat calling or pushy behavior on behalf of other men around them. And so I'm, I'm hoping that this me too campaign is really helping to open up people's eyes to a deeper problem, um, of complicity and letting things happen. So I'm wishing everybody out there, the strength, the fortitude, the insight, the, the peace that can come with um, exploring uncomfortable realities. Thanks for listening to Women's Magazine today. I feel like I should read a poem. Maybe I'll read two.